Yes, yes. I've been through mad different phases like mazes to find my way. And now I know that happy days are not far away. If I'm strong enough, I'll live long enough to see my kids doing something more constructive with their time than bids. I know because I've been there. Now I'm in there. Look back at what it took for me to get here. First came the, the drama with my mama. She got on some flock. So I split and said that I'm going to be that seed that doesn't need much to succeed. Strapped with mad greed and a heart that doesn't bleed. Boom. That's classic. DMX. Hello, America. Hello, world. Hello, you. It is your new best friend, Cashmere, California. And this is the Pod is Good podcast, a.k.a. the Notorious P.I.G. Episode 37. Clap it up for us. Clap it up. Episode 37. And I have an incredible show for you today. I got my family in the building and he... uh. He's an incredible guy, not only a motivational speaker, but an author, a psychologist, and he's going to he's going to walk us through some things. I know there's been a lot of talk about therapy. Do you really need therapy? Is therapy just for certain people? All that. We're going to demystify that today. We're going to really get into the weeds of this idea of therapy, who needs it, what it can do, all of that. So I hope you're ready. Hope you're um, um, connected. Hope you got a, a, a quiet space today. I feel like today is going to require that. A quiet space that you can really listen, zone in, take notes. And if you need to, jump in the chat and uh, ask my guest a question. But without further ado, let's get the show going. Dr. Alvin James Williams. How you doing, sir? How you doing, guys? How's it going? How's it going? Like family, family. Family, man. Like my mama says, she's a cousin doctor. I love how she put the cousin before. It's, that's cousin right, Dr. Right. Alvin James. I love there you it. Go, there you go. How you been, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm, I'm, I'm I say, hey, hey, we, we be twins. That, there you go. Shout, shout out to the Ohana. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> when was the last time you were in uh, Hawaii? Oh my God, that was probably about three months ago. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, family. Uh, well, my wife and I went. And we just kind of well, went solo and just kind of hanging out. And so, yeah, I, yeah. I love it. I do a little bit of surfing, like I, I mentioned mm -hmm. to you. So yeah. yeah, that's all good. We love Hawaii. That's one yeah. thing we got in common. So we we know we're family. We, we, we know that. We that. know that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. Which island did you go to last? Uh, we went to uh, Oahu. And so, yeah, we were just kind of uh, uh, hanging around there. Uh, did some, like I said, did some surfing. We were shopping around, uh, looking at some condos. You know, mm -hmm. that's one of the places I, I am considering uh, in the future, you know, nice. uh, retiring to. So we're just kind of scouting it around and just kind of seeing what it's like in terms of uh economically and socially and all of that so, yeah yeah so it was, it was fun time good time school me on that real quick because i've been hearing I, i've been there a few times and for whatever reason i never really look into the real estate but i always hear the real estate is high the cost of living is super high so tell me what you found looking into possibly retiring in hawaii well, one of the things that we've learned, because we've been there several times over the last couple of years, and then I've been there numerous times before that, uh, but it's really just uh, that part of it that we found to really be somewhat of a myth, 
you know, and the yeah. reason why I say that is because, you know, people always say, well, you know, the food is high, uh, the cost of living is high. It's like, yeah. well, you know what, if you're going out there spending, then yeah, it, it, it is going to be high. If you, if you, if you like, if you live in that life in terms right. of high rolling and stuff, but, yeah, yeah. You know, we go there, we got a game plan and uh, we mm -hmm. really can, you know, look at, uh, Instead of having three meals out a day, we're going to say, okay, what what, what meal do we want to have? Is it going to be breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Mm -hmm. And so we'll pick one meal, and then the other meals we'll have in-house because we're yeah. going to have a, a place that has a refrigerator and a stove. And so, you know, there's ways around that in terms of uh, especially the food costs and, and what they're talking about in that aspect. The other yeah. aspect of it is we're talking about the cost of living in terms of the, the housing. And so, okay, so the average house in L.A., is right now is about eight hundred thousand dollars and up. Okay, so and and that's that's a little house. That's, that's a little bitty. That's house. a small house. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. And so, in compared to uh, Hawaii, it, it's you're looking at the same thing. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. So and so the the houses up there start at six hundred thousand. So so really, it's it's uh, really about getting out there, doing your homework, and just yeah. really paying attention to what's going on. But don't believe the hype. <laughs> Yeah, do your own research. Do your own research. Get yeah. out there and, and, and roll up your sleeves and, and go there. And, and it's interesting because the last couple of people, uh, co-workers that went there, they, they went there with a loot of cash and came back with half of their cash, you know, because but they were expecting to spend more than what they spent. You know, and I kind of gave them the blueprint. I said, look, bro, this is what you got to do. You know, and it was like, hey, they were very thankful because, you know, it's don't believe the hype, you know, so yeah. you can go out there, you can have a good time, uh, you can uh, live within your means and, and, and really enjoy yourself. And so, uh, that's but a good yeah, point. yeah, definitely. yeah, that's a good point. Having a plan that that changes everything. Exactly. Like, don't, don't just get out there and get thrown around. That's like going to Vegas. You yep. better have a plan when you go to Vegas. I got this amount of money that I'm going to do for the once that's oh, once that money's done, I'm done. Exactly. If you the people it. that's like, you know, I did get paid uh, Friday. I probably could just go take out another thousand, see if I can get that. And then next thing you know. <laughs> and, and, and that's what happens. You know, yeah. you, yeah. you got to, like you said, you got to stay with, you got to have a plan and then yeah. you just execute your plan and you'll be fine and, and, and everything will work out for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I wrote in the title that you are a psychologist. I know that you are. Would you call yourself a therapist? You know, um, that's a word that we, that we toss around and, and, and they go back and forth between therapist and counselor. And mm -hmm. so I like the word therapist uh, because it, it sounds a little bit more uh, business oriented, you know, and, and you know what you're getting. Uh, gotcha. When you get to when you get a therapist, so when you hear that title therapist, uh, I, I think you know uh, that that you're getting somebody that is in the field and, uh, and and they're really focused on providing a good quality service for you. So I like to I like the title th therapist. Okay. I don't have a problem with that. Okay, so we can interchange psychologist, therapist, and you oh, are oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. okay. Definitely. Uh, they, they intertwine. They intertwine. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, so. So there's um, the question, right? There's, there's, there's a ton of uh, ghosts around therapy and the idea of therapy and, and you know, especially in, in certain communities, you know what I mean? 
uh, even certain gender roles, you know, look at like therapy is for weaker people, you know, people that kind of crazy. They don't got it. They don't, they they ain't got it all up there. They need someone to help them organize their, their thoughts and, and whatnot. And you, and people feel like um, there's a certain um, strength, like an inner strength to not have to need therapy. You know what I mean? There's more power and I don't need that. That's for someone, you know, lesser than me in so many words um so to to let's just ask a general question to like anybody watching why do i need therapy that's a good question and and one of the things that uh like we were talking off the air before we started was that just really that uh if if everybody thinks about it in 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 a in a micro uh perspective is that we're getting therapy all the time from our friends, our family members. You know, we're reaching out for advice. You yeah. know, so you're you're really getting therapy on a micro level on some aspect uh, throughout your mm-hmm. life. That's and a good so, point, and that's really. Yeah. And so, what you're doing is you're extending it a little bit further uh, outside the realm of uh, your friends and your family when you go into. Uh, into the professional realm in terms of therapy and seek my services or anybody else's services. And so there's a micro level of therapy that you're getting on a daily uh, existence in terms of when you're around your friends, because you're asking questions, you're getting input from, from, from uncle Bob, from aunt Susie, and then from your friend, you know, so, so you're always getting therapy. And so really this whole concept of like, uh, I don't need help, but you're always asking for some type of guidance and assistance throughout your daily life. You know what I mean? All you're doing is taking it to another level. And so what you're doing is you're getting out your internal world and you're going external to somebody else that, uh, okay, now I need to to take it a little bit uh, to to the next level in terms of uh, uh, what what type of issues that I have that I'm, that are facing with me and I, and I want to go seek some professional help. And so it's really about uh, if you can't really resolve the issues that you have within your, like I said, your micro level uh, uh, and your friends and family, then you're going to take it externally outside of that and really just work on some of the issues that's going to help you get to that next level in terms of our, our daily functioning and, and, and issues that we have. And so, so yeah, there there's some things that, mm. uh, especially socially, there's a stigma around that. Definitely. Um, but I think that uh, over the years we've gotten out of that, you know. And so uh, I've seen a lot of minorities uh, reaching out for help. Uh, and so I think that we we've, we're becoming more educated in that yeah. arena in terms of just being able to know, okay, hey, this is something that I need to really work on, I need to yeah. focus on. And so I'm going to reach out and, and, and call Dr. Williams and see what I can do to kind of get this thing back on track and, 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 and do what I need to do. And so on that level, that's why people, uh, I think, really need that extra uh, help in terms of going outside their internal micro world yeah, uh, where they always seek help and, and then taking it to the next level to where somebody is professional that will help you just really kind of dive into it because there might be some personal things that you don't want to discuss with that's true within, that's that's true. Trying, within that structure and so yeah. now I need to take it outside of that now you can so that's another it. reason that you would do that in terms yeah. of just being able to you know because it might be too 
too private, you know. Sure. And so yeah, I'm gonna go. I don't want to expose some of these things that I have, especially if like if I'm a couple, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I just want to keep that in house and then go to somebody where it's private and and I know it's going to be kept there. And so we can intertwine with those two levels and then not really just have it outside of the, the arena. Yeah. of the family and so deal with it that way so so i think that those are some of the reasons that we're looking at in terms of just really being able to seek uh professional help with the therapist that is very very good um <laughs> um game planning like the, like the way that you that's almost like coming to the huddle and you, you were a little confused on exactly how we're going to do this and and the qb right. was able to say look we've been doing this already all we gotta do, yeah, you gotta like, like that. That was beautiful, because that makes a lot of sense. Oh yeah, makes a lot of sense. Like when you think about it, as when you put the term, especially like you said with the stigma, when you put the term therapy, when you put the term counseling, when you you know the old term shrink, you know, right. you put the titles right. on it, then it turns into something else. But you're right. In reality, we all go and ask for advice and what you think it is and man i'm struggling with this or whoever that is whether it's your your auntie or your neighbor you you got somebody that you're willing like you said with different areas of your life to mm -hmm. open up maybe i'll talk about this thing with you maybe exactly. with you, you know me a little exactly. deeper i'll talk about this thing with you but taking right. it to the next level like maybe i can talk to you about all of it yeah that's so you true. can see a that's full true. picture of me yeah that's true yeah. And so and so it's just really going a step further uh, and, and really being able to uh, get to that 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 help that you really need in terms of guiding you through some things that might be a little bit more personal in terms of that you want that you don't want to share with your friends or uh, other people in your life, you know. And so that really is helpful too because now I can keep this private. I can go to a therapist and really just kind of lock in and 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 take it to the next level and uh, and hopefully get those issues resolved. Okay, so now we've dealt with the why, mm -hmm. right? Now, because you said it a few times, I want to deal with the how. So a few times you said, take it to the next level. So let's say somebody does realize that. They realize that, you know what? He's right. My, my current microtherapy is very compartmentalized. And so because I'm not willing to share all of these aspects with one person, I'm kind of getting scattered different ideas from different people. They're all you know, amateur, obviously. And he's right. I do want to take it to the next level. But then it's like, well, how do I find somebody that I trust? I, maybe I've heard horror stories about, you know, manipulation from a therapist and this person end up sleeping with the person and, and, and they didn't treat those things as sensitive as they were. What would be your guidance if they don't know a Dr. Alvin that they can contact? How do they go about those first steps and saying, okay, I'm ready to do it. What do I do now? Right. And so they, they have uh, a couple of things. One is that they have a registry, which is a psychology today, uh, which they can go on. And, and, and all of those therapists have been screened uh, and they have all their information on there. And so it's very thorough. Uh, it's very uh, informational in terms of just being able to get the information that you need about the person. You know, they have their bio on there. Uh, years of service. And then it also breaks it down to different areas of focus in terms of uh, is this therapist working on individual uh, mm. versus couple versus uh, group versus family. 
And so, uh, and then from there, they go into different areas like uh, self-esteem, um, emotional stress, anger management, domestic violence, uh, grieving, uh, all a, a different areas that might be uh, something that you might be struggling with in terms of different uh, areas that you might be up against. And so, so it's very thorough in terms of uh, informational uh, slides that uh, provide you with that information on that particular therapist. And then they have locations too. Uh, and so, so that's one of, that's the how in terms of being able to really just find and locate somebody that's going to be a good fit for you. And so that's important. You know, do you want a male therapist? Do you want a female therapist? You know, uh, do you want somebody that works with uh, latency aid kids, which is between uh, five and uh, nine years old or adolescents? You know what I mean? So so it, yeah. so it really breaks it down for you and it really uh, gets you to to feel comfortable in terms of your search and where you're going and what you need to do. Gotcha. Okay. So what we're looking at is psychologytoday.com. It shows uh, marriage, family therapist, clinical social work, psychologist, marriage and family. This is awesome. I didn't know that this resource was even out there. Yes, it's out there. It's available to you. Um, I'm, I'm reconstructing mine, so I'm not on there currently, but I will be on there in another month. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's very informative. It gives you all the information that you need, uh, and it will really guide you and walk you through it in terms of uh, what, you, what you want in terms of your needs. Hmm. I like it. I like it. Okay. All right. That helps a lot. So that deals with the how. <laughs> how do they go about it? So they found someone. They, they recognize they need this. They've now went here. They found someone. This is going to be an obvious question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. The when. Oftentimes when you're dealing with medical things, things that are, you know, personal right. or whatnot, they right. usually end up telling you, well, come when you're actually dealing with it. Well, right. don't, don't, don't show up when, when the pain is gone. Show up when the pain is there so we can actually diagnose the pain. So when right. does someone come? When they're at the height of their problem, when they're the lowest point? When would you suggest? No, I, I think that's a very good question. I think when you're a couple or, or let's just say individual or let's go with the couple. OK, so with the couple is like I think there's there's a couple there's a, there's a there's a couple ways to look at it. One is that you want to do prevention. Right. And then obviously the other one is like you just stated is like when there's a problem and you already know that you're in the heat of this issue and now you really want to resolve it. So there's one and two. So yeah. preventative. And then the heat of the moment, which yeah. is you're already in it and we got to yeah. get this resolved so we can move forward. So I like the prevention area. And so the prevention area is really good because now you're you're you're, you're exactly what it says. Prevention, you know, yeah. what is prevention? That's really just being able to have the insight uh, and awareness of that. OK, we want to really just go into this open minded. And what are some of the areas that couples deal with? Well, one of the one of the hugest areas is financial. That's like number one in terms <laughs> always of, the biggest one. <laughs> that's right there, and so and so. Yeah, 
that, especially like in the very beginning in terms of just how do you, uh, how do you handle money? What are your views? So that's one of the areas. The other area is communication. Mm. On uh, when someone just really looking at communication, how, do, how does a person communicate? How do they interact? How do they engage? And so that's one, that's two, uh, financial. And then I think we, we talked about the other one, anger, you know. Uh, so how do they handle their anger? You know, how does the person respond when they get upset? You know, are they able to uh, talk about it? Uh, or are they, are they explosive, you know? Mm. And so those are some of the areas that you want to look at uh, in yeah. terms of just really being able to be aware of when you're going into a relationship and then also as an individual, because when you're doing individual work, those same things are very, those are the same issues, right? Because yeah. we're talking about communication, we're talking about uh, financial, and then we're talking about anger management. And so those three things, they interchange individually yeah. and in the relationship, you know? Yeah. So, so really just being able to, to know, uh, can I can I work on these things? Do I need to work on these things? Uh, because there's 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 two things I look at: you're either healthy or you're unhealthy. Mm. And so uh, there's really no other way around it. You know, what that's I mean? it. And so, that's true. And so that's how you got to look at it. And so and so when you're ready to go into therapy and work on those things, those are some of the things that I'm going to be looking at in terms of. Uh, some of the things that bring you into the office and, but it's usually one of those three things. And then you're looking at self-esteem as well. So it's, it's five things that I look at self-esteem, uh, relationships, uh, communication that we just mentioned, uh, anger management, and then the, the financial piece. And so those are, those are very huge when it comes to couples and then also individuals as well. And so let's go into them just a little bit, at least like the first three that you talked about. Mm -hmm. So first one you listed was finances, which I think everybody has been told by their they uncle or their grandparent or somebody like the money that's going to be, <laughs> that's always going to be an issue. Right. Always going to be an issue. And so, and, yeah. And, and, and you're right. And, and that's one of the things that I think couples need to look at from the very beginning when they first meet each other, you know, because you're in that, you're in that, uh, I guess, that romance or just, you know, gaga land, yeah. you know, yeah. you're, 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 your head's over heels, you know, you've met yeah. somebody. Yeah, but at some point, you know it's going to get real. And if, when it does get real, it's being able to really just be transparent, you know. And so the financial, the financial part is very uh, huge in terms of just, just discussing, you know, what do you think about money? Uh, you know, and, and that's just a typical question. You know, that now, you now I know you I know you've talked to women and to men about this. You talked to them, you know, as they were single, you talked to them as they were married and all that. And I'm pretty sure you've gathered that normally there's there's a different way that they view it. And even more so, it's different for the man to present that conversation a lot of times, because right. if the man is the first one to say the P word, yeah. <laughs> You know, when 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 the word prenup comes out, it, you know, that changes everything. So um, I, I kind of digging into the weeds a little bit. But what would be your you know, how does a man bring that conversation up in a way that doesn't start to make me make the woman feel like you're saying 
you don't trust that this is going to go all the way. Or you don't trust them to not come and try to take all your money or whatever the case is. Right. Yeah. And I think that those are the things that really just start with the communication, you know, of just really being able to just kind of have that conversation. And then that really kind of lets you know exactly how another person is thinking, how they're feeling, uh, what's going on with them. You might not be able to resolve it all in the first conversation, you know, but it might be something that has to be an ongoing conversation. You know what I mean? Because we, we might be able to, we might get heated in that first, that first time when we talk about something. Right, and so right. now we have to, you know, step back, come back to it, you know, discuss it again, you know? And so it might take several times to yeah. really be able to just really hash that out and get a clear understanding of what's going on, especially when it comes to finances, because as we just stated, it's a huge thing, especially with couples uh, that they have to address, especially when it comes to the P word in terms of that. And, but it's yeah. really just having those conversations again and again, and really just kind of addressing them and just really just kind of feeling comfortable with the whole topic. And I think that's what we're talking about, because at some point when you feel comfortable about it, then I think you can I think you can hash it out. But yeah. it's really getting to that comfortable stage where you both feel comfortable about talking about it. And now, OK, let's move forward with this yeah. and see if we can really just kind of hash this out and get past this, because obviously it needs to be addressed and we need to get it taken care of. And so I would I would suggest really having those conversations if they if they if you come up with the roadblock. And you, you call your time out. You say, okay, we'll have to come back to this again. You come back to it. And then you just kind of really methodically kind of work through this and, until you get to that other side. And so that becomes very important. And that also allows you to really work on that piece of communication at the same time. I mean, that sounds great. I'll be honest. That sounds like a much more mature couple you know a couple that you know i could tell you've been married for some years just in the way you even broke that down you right, know, right you don't have right, some right, right. you don't have some some workouts in the gym with this already <laughs> so it right. might be a little more difficult for you know the new guy you know what i'm saying that that doesn't have that that because i you know even in listing those three things you could say that communication and anger management are arguably like like deal breakers you know what i mean like on the surface if we can't have a conversation if i can't communicate my my needs to you my desires my thoughts of the future my want for kids if i can't communicate it to you then it is what it is if 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 you yelling at me all the time it is what it is but finances is tricky because it's also that area that people think well we'll grow to understand it or we'll We'll blend better later. Or maybe once our lives are more intertwined and our finances are intertwined and the conversations won't feel so stagnant. So it might feel like things are going to change, mm -hmm. but maybe they won't. No, and that's important, too, because at some point, and that's why in the very beginning, it's good to be able to try to hash those things out. Because once you're in it, like you said, then it's a little bit harder because now um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to create some type of uh, issue. Uh, hopefully not, but it can because, like we said earlier, finances is probably the number one cause for breakup, especially right. between couples. So we know it's an issue. We yeah. know it has to be addressed. And so one of the things, like I was listening to Steve Hart, is like, okay, so you should have four accounts, you know, one for you, yeah. one for her, one together. And then I forgot what the other one was for. but The emergency fund, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So, 
So you got to be able to, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. You know, you got to have a plan, you know, we got to have a plan with this thing going forward. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, maybe we're not on the same page, but guess what? We need to be close. You know what I mean? We might not be hitting a hundred percent, but we need to be hitting 80. You know what I mean? Because if we're hitting 50, that's not good enough. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. now you now you go. That's when you go into those areas of uh, concern, and you got to push the, the red button. But we got to try to have some type of game plan that you feel comfortable, I feel comfortable, and 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 we can go from there. And so that's really the suggestion in terms of when you do come up with some issues that you're dealing with and you don't see eye to eye. It's like, okay, well, how close can we get to this? You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so yeah. that becomes. I believe the the game changer uh, going forward is like okay we're not hitting 100 percent but uh, damn it we got to get past that 70 percent right because yeah, yeah. that's the that's the that's the passing score right yeah <laughs> you're taking classes like what they they ask for 70 percent right like, <laughs> yeah, that's a passing score that's average you see what I'm so uh, we can hit 70 we average I mean that's yeah, yeah, we, we can start get from there yeah, yeah and we're hoping we can get above that but we got to right. get at least that. Yeah. And that way we're in the game, we're in the game plan uh, and we can go forward. So that's important as you're, as you're working together as a couple, especially when it comes to the financial piece. All right. Well, you know, new husbands or, or fiancés, y'all heard it here first. Make sure, have those conversations, man. Have the conversation. Don't, you heard, I know y'all heard the song, don't trust a big button to smile, man. <laughs> don't just, don't just let. That smile make you go, all right, babe, we ain't going to, okay. you're right. We don't need to deal with that. No, you need to deal with it. Right. And you need, yeah, you need she'll to respect you more in the long run if you deal with it the right way. Yeah, you got to go, you got to go in and, and that's important. Uh, the financial piece is huge. And so, yeah, uh, and that's one of the pieces that you got to address from the very beginning and just continue to work on it. And, 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 and like I said, get past that 70%. Yeah. And, and you'll be, you'll, you'll be good. Yeah, because one thing I'll say, being, you know, honest as a husband, one thing me and my wife went through is we actually did a pretty good job talking about these things. Right. Um, we, we were pretty much on the surface about, hey, this is what I do. This is what you do. Me as an entrepreneur. Here's what my life is like throughout the year. You as an employee with this. Here's what your life is like. And this is how we can make those two things work together. However, you know, th there's what you know, and there's what you don't know. And then there's what you don't know that you don't know. And mm -hmm. what we didn't know that we didn't know was to talk about, well, what if things flip around? What if instead of you making the more of the money and her money being more of the supportive role, what if yours drops and now mm -hmm. she's the one making more money? Mm -hmm. How are you guys okay with that dynamic? Or is that a right. problem? And, right. and that, that was something that needed to be talked about after it came about. Do you run into that with your clients as well? And, you know, that, that's a good uh, thing that you're talking about right now. And I think it really has to do a little bit with the, uh, the age too. Mm. You know what I mean, because I think the older men, you know, uh, who I think were raised in a, in a little bit of a traditional uh, role, you know, in terms of the, the relationship within the, uh, the foundation of the couple mm -hmm. uh, might be uh, challenging a little bit more in terms of that aspect of it. A little bit younger, I think, is, is a little bit more easy. It's easier to transition, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
uh, in that aspect of it. So I think it's really just being able to look at it um, and understanding that if you're a couple, you know, uh, are you okay with that? You know what I mean? Yeah. How do I how do I feel about that? You know what I mean? I, I guess what we're saying, especially in a gender yeah. role, especially a male role, you know, are you okay with uh, your wife making more money than you yeah. and, and vice versa? And so really, because we know traditionally the male uh, traditionally has brought home more money than, than the female. And so and, and when those when those roles swap, then how comfortable are you in right. that role? And, and, and can you really uh, fit into that role and, and feel comfortable with it? And so it's right. really just being it. And, and it's an emotional thing, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I've yeah. seen some guys, hey, they, they don't have an issue with it, you know? And then some guys, they did struggle with that, you know? And yeah. so it's really like they felt like they they weren't pulling their weight in terms mm. of uh, the relationship and what they needed to do and so forth and so so it, it's really kind of challenging and so that's one of those issues that you really want to go outside and if you have to go to therapy you know work on those issues and then if you if you're really struggling with that you know what i'm right. saying and so yeah. that's important to really be able to know that okay i have my limit and so, but that's maybe that's something that I don't feel comfortable with. And so maybe, yeah, we need to talk about this at, a, at another level, instead of that micro level that we talked about earlier. Yeah. And so now let's take it into a professional arena where we can kind of address this and kind of really hash this out and say, okay, how is this dynamic going to work? Uh, you're making more money than me and I'm making less money than you. So let's just kind of figure this out and kind of move forward so we both feel comfortable. Right. And and it's good you said both because it may not just be the guy. You know, you could have a situation where the guy's like, I'm cool with this. And the girl's like, nah, you need to do some more. Like, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. be making more than my husband. So it really is a where it's, a tra it's a transcendent type of thing, you know, because yeah. historically, yeah. we're talking about historically, right. you're, you're, you're up against all of that. Your yeah. traditions, historical, all his, his, historically, all of that it yeah. has to be addressed in terms of uh, what you're dealing with and gender roles and all of that. So you're looking at a lot of uh, different dynamics when it comes to something like that. And so, uh, again, you might really want to take it outside uh, of the home and, and go seek some professional help if you can't resolve it. Uh, on that micro level that we talked about earlier, because like you said, yes. there's a lot of things that are going on with that. And so some people can transition into it and, and keep the, and, and keep the train going. Some people is going, it's going to stop. And, and then it's just going to cause some issues within the, the, the family structure. Yeah, and that's, yeah. when you, that's when you really want to seek help. Yeah, that makes sense. And you just said something that made me think of a, a quick sidebar. Cause I really want to know, you said, um, you know, something about gender roles, like traditional gender roles. Mm -hmm. Do you provide therapy for same gender couples? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay. I mean, it, it's really, you know, it, it, it's interesting because they have the same roles within the same gender. Mm. There's, there's, they, they, they struggle a little bit the same as what regular couples or I guess the same gender, sex, right? Yeah, yeah. Versus the male and female, so they they struggle with a lot of the same issues. Wow. Uh, and so it's really just being able to. It, it this doesn't escape escape anybody, right? <laughs> it's finances, communication, yeah, 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 anger, yeah. self esteem. Yeah, 
Same across the board. This doesn't escape anybody. And one of the yeah. things that I talk to people about is, look, you know, uh, unless you're in an igloo somewhere in Alaska by yourself, <laughs> you're going to have to deal with the things that we're talking about right now on your podcast is that, you know, financial, anger management, uh, uh, relationships, uh, self-esteem, you know, those are the, these things you can't get around, you know, right. daily. And so, right. yeah, they, they, they definitely come up in, in the same gender sex uh, as well. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So back to the second thing would be communication, which it sounds like finances really touched on that a lot because a lot of that really is communication. But communication is also a very interesting topic because people can communicate in different ways and still be effective at it, but not that not work together. Yeah. And I, and I think that that's really some of the things that we as uh, human beings need to really kind of understand. And so and, and one of the things that I that I look at in terms of myself is like I remember I used to talk a lot, you know, and it's mm. like why why am I always talking, you know? And I think it was like part of that whole thing of like uh, self esteem, you know, uh, or, or or really thinking that okay I had to say something uh, yeah. to either engage the conversation or feel like I was important or let other people know I was important, or whatever. But then I understand that you know what silence is really is really good you know what i mean because you're taking in information right when i'm in the room and people are talking i can hear what's going on right yeah. i can hear the conversations i can hear what people are saying and, and and how they're interacting with each other and stuff so i learned to really just kind of zip it you know and be able to just take every take it in you know and so one of the pieces in terms of communication is really being able to have that listening in terms of what a person is actually saying because yeah. a lot of times we're not really listening, you know, to what somebody's saying. You're thinking about a response before you can even, before the person even finishes their their statement. You know, you know what you mean? You, you made me just think about um, Chris Rock when he said, uh, women don't want you to talk, talk. They want you to listen, listen. <laughs> exactly. Spot on. And that's it. That's it. You know, yeah. and that's part of it because it's like, you know, uh, I, I tell everybody, it's like, you know, when you go, what's the difference? The difference is, is that nine times out of 10, people are not really listening to what you're saying. And the reason is, is that because they are focusing on, like I said, a response or they're mm -hmm. focusing on something else. But it's like, like I give you an example. I go to the store, I say, hey, ma'am, I, I got this, uh, I got this gift card, right? I got this gift card. I, I need to, uh, I need to put, $50 on this gift card, you know, and, and, and her response is, well, you know, we have the gift cards, uh, on, on exhibit over on the, on the, uh, aisle over there. That's where you can get all of our gift cards. So she hasn't even answered <laughs> the question, right? You know, and, and, and it's interesting because you'll, when, and you gotta, you gotta test it out, right? You gotta test yeah. this out. I tell people, test it out. You, you yeah. throw something out there, Right. And it's not even what a person responds to. Right? right. They'll respond to something different than what you put out there. And so that's really yeah. the part about the communication where everybody is they're missing each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that's the part right there. It's like and so uh, I, know needed what, her, know. I needed her to say at the store was, OK, so you want to put fifty dollars on the gift card? Right. Yes. That's what I, right. I want to put on the gift card. Right. You, you know what I mean? 
to meet you at at your actual question. I, you know, a good example of that is people at um, drive-throughs. I remember I used to, you know, go to drive-throughs, and I mean, not that I don't anymore, but I would go to a drive-through and order something. Let's say I said, uh, "Let me get a number three combo, um, super size with a Coke." Then the next question would be, "Do you do you want just the sandwich or the combo?" It's like the the combo. Right. And they're right. like, "Okay, right. Right. would you like that super size?" Yes. And what do you want to drink? <laughs> You're like, well, <laughs> it's like they have their things that they want to say. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not going to get them past it. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're going right. to ask it yeah. in that order. Right. Right. And, and, but you're right. That, that probably happens with people subconsciously in conversations and relationships where it's like, you already have in your head outlined the things that you want to say. And so whether something new has been brought to the table, whether a counterpoint has been brought up that completely takes away that you're going to say it anyway, because this is what I came to say. Exactly. And that's why, you know, part of the the whole thing about communication is that you're tracking, right? Mm. I'm tracking what you're saying. I'm listening to what you're saying. And then, you know, uh, so you want to put $50 on the gift card. Yes, that's right. I want to put $50 on the gift card. And so it's really being able to stay on that. Right. Right. I'm not even I'm not even going to anything else. I'm not even going to phantom the whole thing about yeah we got 50 we got gift cards that were on aisle eight blah 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 i'm like i'm not even going to address that you know what i'm saying i'm just going to come back to ma'am um i would like to put 50 dollars on this gift card you know right. so i'm not even yeah i'm not i'm not deterring from what i'm not giving it any energy yeah 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 i'm not, I'm not going, going over there with you you go over yeah, there i'm not going left, with I'm you not come back right. i'm gonna stay right i'm locked in to what i just said and so yeah. that becomes important in terms of the person that's communicating too, because you have a responsibility, right? Your responsibility right. is to stay on track. And True. so that's what I work with couples or anybody that's working on communication is that now you have to stay on track, right? Don't let them take you for a ride, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going left and I'm not going right because yeah. at some point you're going to be way over to the right and you, you don't even know how you got there. You're going to be <laughs> like, damn, what are we talking about right now? You know what I mean? It's like yeah. I started off talking about a gift card. Now I'm talking about aisle six over here where they got 200 gift cards and blah, you know what I mean? So, Preach. Preach. So, tell you. so that's part of the whole thing about communication yeah. is really being able to track, stay focused. And, and it's really you, the person. Uh, and it's an individual thing because I tell both people, it's like, you got to stay on track. You're the person yeah. that's responsible for the conversation to be able to be successful and that becomes important so i'm going to stay on track and and, and i get I, I get i get hassles all the time by my family because like wait a minute you just said blah 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 and it's like they not, they, they hate that right it's like because i'm gonna bring you back right I'm gonna right, bring, right. I'm, I'm gonna like, stop it alvin yeah, stop yeah, exactly. yeah, <laughs> leave me it. alone alvin <laughs> yeah that's it you know because and, and that keeps you out of trouble too, you know. What yeah. I mean? Because, because now we're engaged and we're, and we're and we're really trying to really kind of resolve some things that need to be uh, resolved. And so, and it's not easy, you know. What I mean, yeah. it's really not easy because you can't get caught up, and and that's what happens. A lot of couples or individuals. I'm only even go with couples because we engage all the time, you know. Yeah. And so we're in relationships all the time, right? So. 
Uh, it's not just your partner, it's your kids, it's your family members. All of these are relationships. And so sure. all of these inquire conversations and communication. And so it's really your responsibility to stay focused uh, and do your, your part in terms of communicating. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And so when couples are having issues with that, are there, um, I don't know a good word for it, but are there, <sighs> the only word I can think of is games, uh, but I w there's a better word. Are, are there um, things that you put them through, like homework for them to do so that they can work on it? Are there, man, I wish I could think of this word, but it's it's escaping me. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you definitely have to practice. You know, I yeah. think that's really the key right there is that you practice, you know, you'll have a subject that you'll have uh, that I'll give them, you know, it's like, hey, you have this subject, you have this subject. Uh, and so they'll take it home and you have to have a conversation about this subject. Mm. You know? And so you'll have some things that you can do to really engage the other person. But it's really it's really uh, uh, like you refer to as it is the homework, but still it's, it's the everyday stuff. Right. Yeah. And so there's really no different. All I'm doing is focusing them in on the task. So I'll give them a task, the homework to take home. I'll give them some subjects to, to talk about uh, and engage with the other person. And so uh, it's really about, you know, I'm going to say the statement, which I brought up earlier. It's like, hey, I want to I put $50 on this gift card. And so that's, I'm the speaker. The listener would be like, oh, so you want to put $50 on that gift card? Yeah. Uh -huh. So that lets me know that you heard exactly what I said. Uh, yeah. And so those are the two roles that a person is playing, speaker, listener, and then you then you reverse it, right? Yeah. You'll come up with a topic and that person will listen and they say, oh, so you so you said you're going to play golf on Sunday at one o'clock with your friends. Okay, I got you. You know, I'm locked in. You know what I mean? So those are the, those are the things that you can do, uh, especially uh, outside of the office. Uh, when you go home uh, with some homework assignments to be able to practice on those communication skills and, and get them sharper, you know what I mean? Because like we we're talking about the whole thing about the 70% with the financial piece, that's the right. same thing with the, with the communication, you know? Yeah. I got to get you hitting that high target of 70% or above because, right. you know, because that's going to put you in that comfortable zone in terms of, being able to engage with each other, talk to each other and things like that. So that's important. And, and that takes practice also. But it is an individual thing that you have to be aware of uh, because if I'm doing my part, then I, that's only going to make everything better. You know what right. I mean? But yeah. I got to do my part. I can't be focusing on what you're doing and what you're not doing. I need to do what I need to do in the relationship to make it better. So that becomes important. Yeah. No, that, that that makes a lot of sense. It it definitely is a uh, a two way street. Can be <laughs> can be. You need to learn how to talk better. You need to learn. It's it's. We need to figure this out together. That that's huge. And so, and and and, and that becomes important. And, and, yeah. and I'm gonna segue in too because the self esteem, right? Because I mentioned go. that earlier. Yep. So I want to really just kind of say how important this is all together especially when it comes to individual and couples okay because those are some that's one of the first things that i talk about especially uh, in an individual session and in a couple session is how does a person feel about themselves 
Okay. Mm. So I just want to let your listeners know that that's a huge piece. That's a big part. Your, oh, it's huge. It's tremendous. You know what yeah. I mean? Because if I come, if if I'm if I'm with a person, right? Say for example, and they don't feel good about themselves, right? And they're gonna dump problem. all that on you. We got a problem. They're gonna dump all of it on you. You're not gonna know, especially if they don't tell you, because most people won't. And next oh, thing you well, know, it's gonna come, it's gonna come out. Eventually. It'll come out eventually. Yeah, yeah but, it's gonna come but out. Between the then and now, it'll feel like this huge weight that's on you that you have no idea how to get out of, how it got there, how it got so bad. You're going to be picking yourself apart. And then, yeah. like you said, it, these are pre-existing issues that preceded yeah. you. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. And so that's one of the things that I, you know, uh, like I said, I was going back to, you know, like I said earlier, is that those, those are the, that's one of the number one things that I look at when I'm working with a couple or individuals. How do they feel about themselves? You know, yeah. or have they have they gone through to this point in their life? Let's say they come in and they're 25 years old. Uh, I want to, and, and they always talk about, well, well, what do you do? Well, you get a little bit of history, right? You get some history about how the person has lived their life, what, what they've done up until that point. Uh, were, were they able to really be by themselves? You know. And so that's important. But but yes. again, how how do I gauge uh, this self-esteem? You know, and it'll come out at some point in terms of how they really feel about themselves. But does it flood over into the other person? Yes, it does. And so I'm going to go back to the words that I used earlier, healthy versus unhealthy. Right. Yes. So a healthy person that has a good, healthy self-esteem and they feel good about themselves, they feel confident. Um, they're not going to be. Uh, projecting things out on into the relationship onto the other person and causing havoc uh, right. within the relationship. So that's important. So a good self-esteem is really positive in terms of helping the relationship go a long ways. Hmm. And so that's important. And that's one of the things that I look at um, within a relationship uh, also in an individual uh, as well. And so uh, the yeah. healthier you are uh, in terms of self-esteem, then yeah. that's, and we're looking at that again, that scale, that seventy percent. Right, right. And that's you one of the books that I'm gonna be that's one of the books that's gonna come out probably next year is that seven that measure up. Okay. Ah. Measure measure up. That's what I'm that's what I entitled. And I came up with that title about two weeks ago. I like um, it. I like it. But uh yeah, it's really being able to know where do you measure up within uh the individual and then within the relationship as a couple. And so that becomes important because that affects uh, the longevity and, and, right. and the strength of, of the relationship that we have going, going forward. But the yeah. self-esteem is very important in terms of uh, a relationship. And, and that's really uh, something that has to be looked at from the very beginning. And so when you say measure up, what is that being measured to? Is that grading on a curve of the relationship? Is there a standard that you're looking for people to meet? Like, what what is there? What is the measurement based upon? Well, I mean, and it's really based on, and I have to go back into the history, right? Because you're looking at a couple of factors. One is how how are they really? Uh, there's a, there, there's a little bit more uh, psychology into that, right? Because okay. let's look at some damaging things that could have happened to somebody along their, their childhood, you know, yeah. uh, like molestation, um, substance abuse within the home, you know, things like that. So those things can affect the self-esteem of a person 
um, being brought up in a home. And so you that's why you're really getting that history uh, in terms of uh, how they were brought up, uh, what were they exposed to, things like that. So there's a lot of different factors that play into that in yeah. terms of uh, how they might feel about themselves as an adult. You know, yeah. so that's what we're looking at. And I'll give you an example. Like, okay, so when I was growing up in my neighborhood, um, I, I used to, you know, I used to hear, you know, like several houses down, some yelling going on, some things going on within that household. And it was like, wow, you know, I'm 12 years old. I didn't know, you know, you just, you, you know, something's happening. Right. But you don't know to the, to what extent it is. Right. right, right, right. And then as you get a little bit older, right, and you start figuring out, okay, so the kids that came out of this household were the kids that were bullies, mm. that went to jail, that were doing yeah. some things, you know what I mean? Because there was substance abuse going on in the home. There was yeah. domestic violence going on in the home. There was a lot of chaos, right, that was going on in that home. And so uh, how did, well, naturally it would affect everybody, right? Yeah. And so so that's what we're talking about. So that's why it's important when you go to therapy uh, to, the, to address exactly what you're talking about. So I'm getting a history. So I'm yeah. getting a good picture of how this person, uh, developed uh, right. emotionally uh, throughout their their time, right, up until that point. And so that's going to tell me how yeah. they were affected uh, within uh, infancy all the way up into adulthood. You yeah. know? So that's why I'm getting that that measuring, that all that information, that's going to give me that measuring stick to really yeah. kind of figure out what's going on and what's happening with them and what type of damage has uh, caused them in their lifestyle in terms of where they are right now. And so uh, minimum chaos, right, in the home, Yeah, positive results, especially when mm. it comes to the kids in terms of the outcome of what's going on. Yeah. And so that's really what you're talking about, you know. It's just like they say, you know, I always hear this thing about, you know, kids in the projects, you know. Uh, there was this kid in the project that went to Harvard. Well, yeah. hell, shit. Out of 2,000 kids, somebody's going to make it out of there. You know what I mean? It's like, you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. What, about the, what about the other 1,999? You yeah. know what I'm saying? That yeah. really were exposed to all that, that violence and that substance abuse and all that stuff. You know what I mean? And so that's what we're talking about. You know what I mean? And, and so we're, we're talking about really being able to take a history, psychological history about what uh, their, their, their experiences in life. And so that'll give me that information. In and so then that that helps you with the other factor that we talked about, which was anger management. Because if if you see that the history shows a certain trait in the past, mm -hmm. then that can kind of connect to this anger management. That now you understand and it can help the uh, the person on the other side of that relationship understand that it's not them. This is these are demons that just need to be dealt with. Yeah. Whereas if Maybe the person had, uh, what'd you say? Low what? Low, low. No, you talking about low self esteem? No, or... low, um, uh, low chaos. When maybe, I'm just gonna oh, use that. chaos. Yeah, there's, there's yeah, chaos. They, they, have, they have low chaos in their home. We have good result, but now if that exactly. person has all of a sudden anger issues with you, it's like okay, well, now there may be something to deal with in the now mm -hmm. that you know we can. Handle it, handle it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and all these things really kind of play out because, and you'll see it, you know, uh, 
you you can see a lot of this stuff in your daily life when you were exposed to outside the world, right? And so example would be, I would be with a mother, you know, out on the streets and, you know, she's doing something with her kids and, you know, and, and you might think it's, it's not appropriate or something like that, you know, and then uh, you might see the kid, right? Her interactions with her friends, right? It's kind of, it, it's kind of displayed from a parent, right? And, and so she's going to take that behavior and, and, and show it again outside uh, with right. her friends, because, you know, that's the that's the behavior that she was brought up with. And so and that's really what we're talking about. It's like those behaviors and that chaos that's going on in the home is going to be acted out externally uh, yeah. at school. And that's why you have kids that, you know, have behavior problems in school, have issues that are going on in school, you know, and, and, and then there can be a number of factors. But, you know. Mal, uh, malnutrition, uh, lack of sleep. That's a big uh, one. A lot of people don't talk about that one, but that's a big one. Yeah, lack of consistency yeah. in the home. You know, if a kid is coming home and he's dealing with uh, the mom who's, you know, dealing with some issues with the dad, who domestic violence and all that violence in the home, you know, I, I'm a I'm a seven-year-old kid and I gotta, I'm exposed to all of this stuff that's going yeah. on in the home. And so those are the things that we're talking about that are going to affect you, you know, uh, later on in life. Uh, and so that, those are the things that come into the room that you have to really be able to uncover and yeah. kind of figure out, pinpoint, okay, so uh, we need to address this. And this is why you're having these anger issues. This is why you uh, committed domestic violence. This is why you're having substance abuse issues and stuff like this. Because this diff these things are going to play out later uh, in life because if they don't have a good self-esteem, then you're going to be drawn into other things that are going on around you because you don't have the external, the internal drive to really push things away yeah. and push forward uh, and, and really just kind of uh, be strong in life. You know, so so those are the factors. Those are the things that, that come up that really kind of uh, lets me know uh, what the self-esteem is like. And, and then I can really address that. But if it's coming out in a relationship, then that's a huge problem because now, um, like I said, and one of the things that I take strongly into uh, therapy is one of the comments that my my parents used to say to me all the time, which is self-preservation is the first law of nature, you know? Sure. And so at the end of the day, I need everybody to take care of themselves. Yeah. You know what I, mean? yeah. I need you to do your job, you know what yeah. I mean? And I, that's why I always tell my kids, hey, stay in your lane, you know, do your <laughs> job. You know, I'm in my lane. I'm the parent. I'm gonna do my job. Right. You're the kid. You do. You know. So that's a part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah, yeah, it becomes huge. And so, yeah, that that really becomes the the, the thing about the self esteem is that it 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 plays a strong role in the growth or the ungrowth, the the the, the, the divorce, right? Yeah. Because yeah. now I can't carry my weight in the relationship. Yeah. Um, that's the healthy person, right? The healthy person is going to be able to uh, distinguish some things that are going on, uh, focus on what needs to be done, blah, 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 move forward. The unhealthy person is going to be, hey, it's your fault. Um, uh, why are you not doing this? Why are you not doing that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, they're projecting out. They're doing some things. They not, they not feel good about themselves because they, they don't want anybody to look at them. Right? Mm. It's all about the external stuff that's going yeah. on. You know what that's I mean? True. 
So, so there, those, so those, those are some of the things that we really talk about and really address, especially when it comes to the component of the self-esteem and just really being able to to know exactly where that lies within the relationship. And so, what you first off, that makes a ton of sense because if someone is lacking a certain amount of self-esteem, you you can't be better with someone else if you can't even be better with yourself. You know, getting yourself, like you said, staying in your lane, making yourself whole, making sure you're complete. That's the only way you're going to be able to bring anything positive to the other person. And anytime I hear, um, you know, a therapist, a counselor, psychologist talk about their approach uh, to either relationships or individuals and how they lay things out and how they go through the the. Um, you know, the, the, the different categories within the emotions and the mental and, and the spiritual and the overall wellness of the person or couple, it all reads perfect on paper. My question is, does therapy always work? Or are there instances where it just don't work? Well, and that's a good point. And, and, and the, the answer to that, what I would be is like this. And, 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 and I'm glad you brought that up is that if a person is ready, right, and, and, and this is being transparent and real, is that, and I'll find out at some point in therapy if, if you're ready or not. And I can go back to, and, and, I, and I'll, be, I'll make it more clear like this. It's like, if an addict is ready to stop, it doesn't matter if I come along and say, hey, I got this program I'm going to take you to uh, where it can help you. It's like, yeah, that's fine and dandy. But if I'm not ready, Right. It's not that's not going to work. You see right. what I'm saying? A right. person has to be ready to change. Yeah. They have to be at that point where they're saying to themselves, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore. And yeah. so the answer to that is, uh, yes, it does. But the person has to be ready. They got to be on deck. Right. Because me telling you to be on deck is not going to get it. That ain't it. That's that not it. it. You know what yeah. I mean? So if I have somebody and we're going back to the very beginning that's walking through the door, then then I know, I don't know if they're completely ready, but I know that they're, because they might be encouraged to be there, right? Yeah. Might by, by their spouse or maybe some other, maybe the court order or something like that. So there might be some incentive behind that. But if I got somebody walking through the door, that lets me know, okay, something's here, right? Something's here. There's something that brought this person here that's letting them let me know that they might be ready to be on deck. Right. The fact that they even going. Going the door. Yeah. Yeah. But but that's There's where you got to start. You got to start with is the person ready? Yeah. Because right? you know in your own life if you want to do something you're gonna do it. True. Right. And that's. I lost my guy. Don't come back. Come back to me. Come back to me. He'll be right back. He'll be right back. We're just having technical difficulties. I get him back on. Uh, if you're enjoying the channel, you're enjoying the content, please, if you're on YouTube, subscribe. If you're on Facebook, follow the channel. Whatever you got to do to stay in touch. We have incredible conversations like this all the time. This is the Pot is Good podcast. And I try my best to bring you some amazing, amazing content. And hopefully that's what you're gathering now. Hopefully uh, Dr. Alvin is, uh, you know, 
breaking down some things that maybe you wanted to know about concerning therapy, concerning relationships, whether it's personal or with you and your significant other, whatever it is. I hope you are, you know, getting a lot out of this conversation. I think I got my guy back just waiting for him to get his lighting right. Kind of hard to see him. Uh, once we get that on, I'll bring the doc back so we can finish our uh, conversation. Um, wow. What does therapy work? It sounds like as long as you're ready, therapy works. And that makes sense. I mean, cause I guess that's like with anything in life, you got to be ready. If you're not ready for the job, it don't matter if they hire you, you're not going to do a good job. If you, if you ain't ready to give your life to Christ and somebody convinces you to walk up there, you're going to go back to doing the same thing the next day. You have to have that personal decision inside of you long before anybody on the outside can assist you with it. It's a personal choice and therapy is the exact same way. I got the doctor. Can you back. hear me? I got the doctor back. We'll bring him in. There you go. Okay. 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 I, I can hear you loud and clear. I see okay. you. All right. Good, good deal. Good deal. All um, right. Yeah. And, and I think that that's one of the things that we're talking about. We're just talking about that self-esteem and being able to know that, Hey, uh, the self-esteem is important. It plays a big role. And do you really love yourself? You know what I mean? Because I can't love you more than you love yourself. You know, right. you have to start off with being able to mm. know that you love yourself and that's, that's important. So that's what we're talking that's about. That's huge. And so we're just going to go with that. And that's important. I can't love you more than you love yourself. Mm -mm. Oh, that sounds like a. That sounds like one of them old love songs right there. There you go. There you <laughs> sound go. like a song Lenny Lenny Bruce should have sung that song. Yep. Lenny Williams. That's, 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 that's right. Woo! Yes, yeah, that's I love important. You more than you love you yourself. Know, and and and, I, and I'm glad that you really went in that direction because um, that's really important. And that's one of the things that you know I've always focused on in terms of with my kids raising them with self esteem. You know, because I knew that that was really one of the key. Uh, components in terms of uh, externally being outside of the home, you know what I mean, yeah. is that, you know, I wanted them to be competent uh, in themselves and their ability to make good choices, make decisions, and but 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 mostly feel good about themselves. That's Absolutely. Important. Yeah. Absolutely. That's and huge. so for your parents, and I can say this, is that, you know, building that ego with their kids, especially at a younger, young age, you know, between the ages of three or up to seven, eight years old, you want to be able to stroke that that ego, positive, positive reinforcement, you know, just telling them that they're good, they're good, they're good. Mm. Uh, that that plays really big in terms of uh, into into the adult life. And so that's important. That is, that is such a such a good point and brings up a great question. And I didn't even realize I had this question until you said that. Is there too big of an ego for a kid. You know, we tell our kids, you're amazing, you're the greatest, you can do anything, you're da 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 which we should. And I've noticed that some children take that differently than others. Some start to kind of have an air about them where, you know, they're a little better than other kids and they can do no wrong. And then so I start to start to wonder, is there a breaking point of stroking that ego where maybe you went too far? Mm -hmm. Or, or in your opinion, will that all, you know, soothe itself out through the maturity phase and it'll all make sense later in their life? 
Well, I think at some point what happens is that, you know, the real world steps in. <laughs> 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 let, let, let's, be, ah. let's be transparent. You know, at some point, ah. the real world steps in. And, you know, and as, as you know, and I know, the real world is, you know, that it's the real world. You it is, I mean? but you so, don't. But, but even saying that, you don't want to set your kids up because you know the bigger they are, the harder they fall. You don't want to have them too high, and they start crashing and burning. But I think that along with the foundation, though, because you know, with the with the self esteem, is that you know you're still building those tools along the way, which is communication. You know, the ability to handle their anger, what that looks like. You know, and so these things are being displayed within the home. You know, mm -hmm. uh, when I get upset. You know, I'm not running around the house throwing shit, tearing up shit. You know what I'm saying? And they see that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I'm yeah, trying yeah. to display as much as possible because we're going back to that level of chaos yeah. in the home that I yeah. talked about that was down the street, right? Of course, my wife and I argue. You know what I mean? Yeah, right? yeah, that, yeah, right. That's normal. You know, that's going to happen. But I'm not beating her up. I'm right. not doing these things that are very just going to be uh, traumatic uh, experiences. And so... Along with building the self-esteem, I'm also doing the other things that are important for them to learn and take into their, their toolbox along the yeah, way, yeah. which is the communication, uh, the financial piece that we talked about, because we're, we're, dis we're discussing that, we're talking about. So, so it's really the balance of things that we're incorporating within the family structure, uh, along with building that self-esteem uh, that's going forward. And so, yeah, it is, it, it is a, it's, it's tricky, but at the same time, you know, it's not going to be perfect, but we're trying to do the best that we can as parents to really uh, allow our kids to to have a good, positive self-esteem and feel good about themselves. Um, but yeah, the world will take place. <laughs> they'll go outside the home, <laughs> you know, and so uh, they're going to have to take their bumps and bruises. But like everybody else, good, as long as you have a good, solid foundation for them. To, to to rely to rely on yeah, as you yeah. know yourself and myself that becomes important you know what I mean and, gotcha. and, that's, and that's really what we're talking about in terms of uh, building that self esteem is just really looking at that uh, going forward because once you got that good solid foundation within the home then that's going to pay off dividends yeah in the long run. that makes sense I don't know if it's how you're holding the phone but you sound a little lower. Than you did before, so maybe I don't know if your hand might be slightly over the mic, but just kind of. Well, keep what going. I had to do is I had to put in my uh, charger. Oh, right gotcha, gotcha. So you had to make some adjustments. Yes, I had to make some adjustments. Okay, but that sounds way better, way okay, way fine. better. Perfect. Okay. Um, so real quick for anybody that's listening and probably you know wants to know how long have you been in the field of psychology? Oh my God! Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go with. Uh, 40 years of psychology. Ooh, yeah, you, yeah, when you ask somebody about time and the, and they call God's name, you know you're about to hear a lot of a lot of numbers. So oh, 40 yeah. and, years and, and been in the game. Yeah, and, and that's the good part about it, you know, because at some point, like I tell everybody is this, it's like, look, you know, it's like when you're listening to the older people when we were younger, you know, it's like, you know, there's that there's that air of wisdom that, that people have, you know, about yeah. certain things. And, and one of the things that I can say in terms of my years of doing therapy and, and being around individuals, couples, and groups is that, you know, I've taken in a lot of information, you know, and, and I think that that's really uh, the important part about this is that, and I documented a lot of that stuff, you know, and so I, and, and I felt that it was very valuable for me to really be able to, 
not only take that in, but like I said, document it, and then also yeah. uh, bring that into uh, to therapy. You know, when I'm working with uh, couples and, and individuals and and, and and groups, but and then that's where the books come from too, because at some point, you know, if you want to take it a little bit further, let's like, hey, let's put that into material where I can help others, people, others learn and, and right. get that valuable information as well. So that becomes yeah. important. But yeah, 40 years we're talking 40 about. 40 years. And now yeah. was uh, was this always the the goal and dream of your life? Or did you start at first wanting to be Dr. J or maybe wanting to be, you know, DJ Cool Herc? You know, what was the first right, dream right, 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 that right. you had? You know, and again, I like your questions because, yeah, it was always there. Yeah, I, and, I, and it was about 12 years old. Uh, wow. When I figured out, it was like, hey, you know what? I want to be able to work with the mind because it really just kind of, it was really one of those inklings of like, why do people make the decisions that they do, uh, you know, and why do they do the things that they do? And so that was always intriguing to me. And so, yeah, it, it started very young. I didn't know it was going to be a psychologist, but I knew it was going to be working with people. And then it just kind of became more defined. As, as time went on, you know, in terms yeah. of, okay, yeah, that, that's it. That is the goal. The goal is to be a doctor, you know, and so uh, yeah. it, it kind of defined itself as time went on, you know, but I did know that I wanted to work with the mind. Uh, and so that was at a, a very young age. Yeah. That is incredible. I feel like I'm starting to feel like if my podcasting life does not work for me, I'm going to get into psychology because <laughs> What you just said is literally exactly what I said when I was younger. And I said I wanted to be um, a neurologist because okay. I was like, I just think the brain is so interesting, like how it right, right, how right. it controls so many things, how it it actually is your reality. If you, if your brain thinks it's hot, it doesn't matter what it feels like outside. You exactly. can start sweating. You can actually manifest those thoughts in your brain physically. Because that's how powerful the brain is. And I was like, right, right. I want to do that. But then hearing what you just said, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I love people. Talking to people. Love the brain. Like, okay, all right, cool. I got it. All right. Now that I know my next uh, adventure, if if pot is good, doesn't work. <laughs> know my that's next right. adventure. Um, I want to hear about one of your other ventures. Um, I want to hear about your book. What's the name of your book? Well, right now I have a, a, a book of poetry that's out. Uh, so I... Uh... It's out on uh, Barnes and Nobles, and I'm just trying to think of the other site. Just it just left my mind right now. Don't but worry, just few, tell them the name of it; they'll find it. Yeah, poems about him, her, them, and me. Uh, mm. It was a book of poetry that I wrote uh, about 15 years ago, and I actually oh, wow. published it. And, and here's the here's the interesting thing about it, because you bring up the book, is that I already wrote the books that I'm going to publish. And so that's the really crazy part about this is that, nice. but I just feel like it, it, they happen at a certain time. And so when I, when I wrote the book of poetry, it was really about uh, the title, which is him, her, them, which is, him is my uh, dad, her is my mom, uh, them is my siblings, hmm. and then me, right? And so that's wow. the, that's the nice. book. That's uh, nice. And so it's, all, it's also on Amazon. Uh, you can go on Amazon. Dr. Alvin James Williams, uh, that, that's the, the author, obviously. But yeah. it's really just a, uh, a collection of, of, of experiences that I had growing up. Um, 
through my childhood and then on into adulthood. And so, uh, and I was very excited about that because I really wanted to just publish something to kind of get me prepared to when I, where I'm at right now, where I want to publish the things that I really did research on. And so it was really uh, out of experiment. You know, I said, okay, let me just see what it's like, yeah. see what the process is like. You know, so I wrote the poems and I, I said, uh, let me put this into uh, uh, book form as I did that. And so, yeah, that was about eight years ago, seven, eight years ago that I published that. And now I'm getting ready to publish a book. Uh, it's called, it's a children's book. It's uh, in our neighborhood. And I did all the uh, the illustrations and everything. And so I'm nice. excited about that. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm, I'm getting yeah, I'm gonna get that out there, and that and that's been sitting on deck for like twelve years, and I just wow. you know, but now it's like I just you know, it's, it's one of those things where you, you gotta feel it, you know, you gotta sure. be like, okay, I'm ready. I just don't want to put it out there and just be putting books out there. Right. I then you won't have the right energy out. behind it. Exactly. I want the yeah. right energy. Behind it. So now I just feel like it, you know, I'm gonna put it out there, and uh, so you can look forward that to be. Uh, published before Christmas comes out, and so nice. that's a children's book, and it's about uh, uh, my neighborhood that I grew up in. Uh, we had this uh, older lady; her name was Mama Lou. <laughs> Believe it or not, <laughs> she was from the South, and she was kind of the uh, the gatekeeper of our neighborhood. She uh, would see everything that was going on in the neighborhood, uh, and so I captured some of one of the evenings that I haven't had an experience with her, and I just uh, wrote it up did the illustrations and everything and it just kind of talks about you know her and uh, my experience with her and then just being a kid in the neighborhood and so that's pretty that's uh, one of the books that i hope to publish like i said within the next couple of weeks I a couple of months it. excuse me yeah a couple of months i love it and and it you actually answered my next question because i was gonna say i know how art imitates life and oftentimes when i'm writing songs there are stories that people have told me or, you know, the way that that person proposed or this thing that that kid went through that find their way into my songs. And right. so when you first said the book of poetry, I'm like, is it possible that any of your clients might read a poem and go, hey, that sounds like me? <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> is that so. possible? I think so. You know, it was really that, that part where, you know, I, I think we're all connected on some level and there's sure. some things that really Absolutely. just kind of, you know, uh, there's some moments that you just like, hey, deja vu or whatever, but it's really, yeah. you know, I think we all have that 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 feeling of like we are, are connected on some level. And so, yeah, I think that it does uh, run, I won't say, I guess kind of rub off on them, but it really, I think they kind of see myself in them and I see myself in them as well. You know, but I think that that part of it is what, uh, when they come into the room, you can kind of feel connected on that level. But yeah, I would say yeah. so. Yes. Awesome. Okay, we'll be looking for forward to the next book. You never know. Maybe your next book of poems might even have this episode of the podcast somehow in there. Some little poem about it. I'll be looking. I'll be. I'm gonna look hard. I'm gonna make sure. Oh yeah, I, you know, I don't want to miss. Well, it. well, for that book, I definitely want to do a part two. You know, so <laughs> okay. I definitely okay. Be a part two of. Nice. Uh, poems about him, her, and them. So I definitely want to do a part two on that as him, well. Her, so them, and me. So I'll, like I'll lock you in on that. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last thing, you told me that you were a human activist. Mm -hmm. When you first said it, I'm like, okay, I know. 
No, I don't know what that is. So tell <laughs> me, what is a human activist? Well, I, I think it's really just uh, a person for me and how I kind of put it out there is that somebody that really just kind of, uh, I, I am really advocating for people to live their, le their best life, you mm -hmm. know, and that's really what I am all about, you know, and so that's the therapist part of me It's the part of me that really wants people to be aware of some things that are going on. You know, it's like, you know, I surf, you know, so it's like people is like, it's not not too many minorities that, you know, will surf. But it's like, don't look at it that way, you know, look at it yeah. as like, you know, hey, uh, it's something that you can do. You know what I mean? Uh, other than the things that you are doing to really just not. Uh, allow you to really be at another level in your life, you know, uh, of exposure and just really uh, like meditation, like yoga, you know, like taking a, a walk on the beach, you know what I mean? But really just being aware of all the things that are available to us as human beings that are going to allow us to go to another level of existence mm -hmm. and be in that realm of just peace, uh, especially inner peace. Uh, but really that place where you can be okay with everything that's going on, you know, uh, physically, spiritually, uh, nutrition wise, all of that, you know, so yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot of different areas. But, you know, the, that's what I advocate for people being able to, like my son says, live their best life. Yeah, that's really what's I important. Like it. Yeah, that's really that's the human advocate in me. Uh, okay. Being able to really work with clients, uh, get get them to get to that level where they understand that, you know, yeah, there is a better way, you know, there's the, there's a better way to do some things that that I've been struggling with uh, okay. that can get me to that that better level of existence. Because you know what? If you are living in a world of chaos, that's not that's not a place that's not a good place to be in. You sure. know, it really isn't. You know, I want to get you to that peace. Yeah. You know, that, 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 that existence that is really peace and calm, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and that's really important. So that's where that human activist comes in at, uh, in terms of that, that part right there. Okay. All right. I love that. I love that. Absolutely love it. Well, doc, I normally end, um, I guess I should say cousin doc. Uh, I normally end with like a top five, you know, I ask somebody, their top five something artists, comedy movies, stand up comedians, whatever. Mm -hmm. With you, I want to ask something different because we didn't really go into it, but I do feel like you have to have one of these. And I'm hoping that you do, or else this, <laughs> or else this question is going to completely fall flat. <laughs> I want to know your most interesting or scariest surfing story. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm glad your questions are really on point. And, and, that's the, and, that, and that's what I like about this whole engagement that we've had. And, and I can just go to this morning because, um, and, 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 it, and it's going to parlay into what you were asking me is that, you know, I was, I was coming out of the water and I was going over to the showers, you know, where they have the outdoor showers and just kind of cleaning up myself, uh, my wetsuit and the board and everything. And I and I passed the lifeguard, you know, and, and the spot that I go to is uh, it's called uh, the beach is called Will Rogers. And so um, there was a lifeguard out there. It's a lifeguard station, which is really cool. And he was out there, you know, um, 
you know, doing his thing that he does in the morning and stuff like that. So I walked by and I said, you know, and I said, hey, man, how you doing? He said, oh, I'm doing good. I said, thank you for your service. And it kind of threw him off, you know. He's like, okay, you know. And I could tell he was kind of shocked, right? Yeah. And so so I, I, I went on to the shower as well. And then on the way back, he was still out there. And he kind of stopped me and said, hey, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing good. I said, look, let me just tell you why. I said, thank you. And he said, okay, yeah. He said, well, you know, I've been surfing since I was 16, you know, and I've been in the water that long. And I'm, I'm 67 right now, right? And so I've been saved twice hmm. by lifeguards, right? And hmm. so that's why I'm saying thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said thank you because, you know, those two times that I was out there, I made a bad decision, you know, and I had to have the guy come out there and bring me in, right? Wow. And so, so if you ask me my scariest moments, that would be my scariest moments. You know, one was about, I guess it was about twenty years ago, uh -huh. and then the other one would happen about six months ago. You know, I was out surfing, and uh, I, 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 I made a, a bad decision. I was gonna, I, I was gonna catch this wave, but I didn't. I went behind the wave. And so just to let your listeners know, when you go behind a wave, you have to understand there's another wave coming. <laughs> mm. you know? And so, and, and these waves got barely, they got, they got pretty big uh, uh, within a matter of moments, right? Mm -hmm. And so now you have a decision to make. It's like, okay, do I catch this wave or do I go get behind the wave, which is, you know, behind it, right? You got yeah. you got a paddle behind it. Yeah. And so I got behind it. And then, I, like I said, there was another one. I'm like, okay, damn. And so now I got to get behind that wave, right? And so the decision that I made to not catch that first wave led me into a dilemma where now uh, I'm tired, right? Because you're paddling and you're and you're 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 exhausting a lot of energy. A lot of energy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to get behind these waves. And so by the time I did the second wave, and there's a third wave coming. I'm like, oh, my God, I could tell I was in trouble, right? And so I'm looking, and the lifeguard, is he can see me, right? He's looking at me, and he's trying to gauge, okay, so that I need to get out there, right? And so yeah. what they do is they have this thing where they signal, you know, you either go thumbs up or you go thumbs down. And so I'm like this. Mm. You know, and that's letting them know, you know, hey, come on, uh, let's, let's, let's get this bring out. in the now, truths. Now, here's the ironic part about it was it was the brother, right? He's oh, okay. Right, and so he comes out there, right? And it wasn't no huge rescue, but it was. He he definitely knew I needed help, right? Yeah. He comes out, he said, "Okay, get on your board. I'm gonna bring you in, right?" And he said, "Okay." So, wow. and so it was funny, but it wasn't funny at the same time, right? Yeah. And so I would say that, yeah, those were two of my scariest moments uh, that I faced, you know, in terms of surfing. And so it's really just making a good decision. That time I didn't make the good decision. And he brought me in and it was like, and he's like, you done for the day? I said, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. <laughs> like, I'm yeah, done. Like, so so quick question. Day. When you say um, make a good decision, I, for someone who doesn't surf, how would you have known that that was the good decision and and you because you know most of us watch like surfing on movies that's what right, surfers right. do they're trying to find the right one this one right. now nah, wait to the next one and it seems like that always works so how would you have known nah I should just take this one because not taking it might lead to a bad situation 
Well, because I, I, I surveyed the, the ocean conditions, right? And I saw the wave, right? And okay. so the best decision would have been to take that first wave. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Because they, I could, I looked and I saw they were getting bad, right? And so I should have bailed out on that first wave and took it instead of going behind it. Yeah. You know? And so yeah. I went behind that, it, and it was that, like, I get that. And at that point, it was like, okay, that wasn't yeah. a good decision. You know what I mean? And so when you when you go behind, is that when we see you guys going under the the roll, or is that, or do you? Well, ask okay, so so the wave is coming up and right. going over, right, and crashing, right, right? and so. I got behind that one. Um, I didn't go under it because that would be a duck dive, right? And so you could have done, I could have done that, but I, I was at that point where I, I knew I could get past it by going over it, right? Because it, ha it hadn't broke yet. Yeah, which yeah, means yeah. that, it, you know, it breaks and it goes over, right? Yeah. And so I, I went over it before it broke. And so I was able to do that. But like I said, here comes another one. And right. so now I got to paddle to get to that one before it breaks also because I wasn't at a position to actually catch it. And so yeah. now it's like you, so it just got progressively worse. Yeah, basically. yeah. So, so the decision to not ride in on that first one cost me. And yeah. so, yeah. And I knew it at that point. It was like, damn, I should have taken that first wave because <laughs> now I'm struggling and I'm getting tired because now I'm exhausting all this energy you know, mm -hmm. because you got to remember, you got a board because there's a difference, right? Because now you got a board that you're uh, that's you to responsible. Now I could have taken the leash off and let the board go in, but now that board could hit somebody or you know what I mean, do yeah. something. So, so yeah. you're responsible in that sense. But yeah, that's yeah. what we're talking about in terms of that aspect. Of it. So I knew uh, that decision was going to cost uh, you. Yeah, and 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 one of the things that you'll learn and. You know when we talk, we, when we, we when we meet and we talk a little bit more about yeah. this, but it, the the ocean changes every day, every time you go out there, mm. right? There are some similarities, right? Um, like you know, there there's some similarities. Like it's rough. Like last weekend it was rough. This weekend it was calm. So there's some similarities. But every time you go out there, the ocean is different. Mm. So that's really just the nature of the beast. And so it's really just kind of understanding that that uh when you go out there you got to respect it you know and so that's that's number one that makes sense it's, it's a damn ocean shit it ain't no swimming pool <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean so so you got to respect that I've you seen got that to. ocean hey because i've seen that ocean throw 400 pound pound women around you know like they were a bag of chips or something you know what i mean so you go out there you, you got to give it it's respect, give it respect. Yeah, and there's a metaphor in that story you just said. You know, everybody, if you were listening, take that first wave. Don't procrastinate in life. You're gonna waste more energy later on. Sometimes that first wave of of motivation or inspiration or or desire, like go with it. If, it, if you had it. this motivation to 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 go back to school to start this business, you never know. Letting that first wave of of energy pass by, you might spend so much more energy trying to figure it out later on yeah. because you didn't take that first one. So I heard the bar. I caught the message. I appreciate it. Cousin Doc, it's been a great episode, my guy. I appreciate you. Now we talked about it. You know how we send you off. Pod is good. All the time. And all Every the time, time. Pod is good. Pod is good. Thank you. Please. Promise me that when the next book drops, you will come here and we can talk about it because I want to hear about Mama Lou. 
I will. I wanna... <laughs> Matter of fact, what I'll do for you, cuz, I'll have both books for you, and that way we can do it like that. I love so it. So I'll definitely let it. you know. We'll, we'll go with both books, and uh, I'll read a couple of the poems and all of that. And so, yeah, I, I appreciate it. that. We'll, we'll knock that out. Absolutely. All right, cuz, I appreciate you. I catch you next time. Till then, be safe. Blessings to the family. Thank Tell you. Tell your again. mom I said hi. All right, I will. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you very much. All right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That is episode 37 of the Pod is Good podcast, the notorious PIG. Did we disappoint? Did we disappoint or did you enjoy every moment of it? For myself, definitely one of my favorite episodes. Got a chance to learn a lot. I love sitting here talking to some other intellectual, some other dreamer, some other person that's been through and knows things that I don't and, and allowing my mind to open up. And I hope you enjoy that same kind of experience. That's really what we try to bring you here. If you did enjoy the content, please subscribe to the channel, follow the movement, turn on notification bells, share the podcast, whatever, all of it. You can also find this podcast on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music. We, we out here. You know what I'm saying? We out here. It is your new best friend, Cashmere California. And until next time, go do something nice for somebody you don't know. I'll catch y'all next time.